0: A little disclaimer before we get rolling here. You're about to hear some ads. They are all from local entities that want to support the baseball community. A lot of these guys have deep connections. We're players themselves, so if you see having a need for any one of these services, please go patronize these guys. Thank you. We are also brought to you by Sitco Chiropractic. They can be reached at 217-525-2035 and sitcochiropractic.com. They offer chiropractic care, corrective exercises, lifestyle advice, nutritional counseling, spinal and postural screenings. They are located at 205 North Grand Avenue. Love the Sitco family. Uh, from the dad, Steven, to Kyle and Casey, I grew up with them. Their brother, Tyler, was a big time baseball player at SHG and SCI. There's a reason they have over 70 ratings on Google and they're all 5.0. These guys are great. I went to them a few years back for some back issues I would ha- I was having. They'll fix you right up. Go see Sick Co. Chiropractic. We are also brought to you by Sheehan and Sheehan Lawyers, located at 1215 South 4th Street, Suite A. They can be contacted at 217-544-0701. I'm talking Pat Sr., Pat Jr., and Willie. Uh, they can be contacted for adoption needs, agricultural law, business and commercial law, estate planning, real estate planning, taxation, Traffic and minor traffic offenses, personal injury, wrongful death suits. And I grew up with Willie playing baseball on the Southwest Braves. We were state champs. He played uh, high school baseball and soccer at SHG. Pat Jr. was an accomplished baseball player at SHG, SCI, and uh, finally the U of I. We really appreciate the Sheens here. Love this guy. Love this family. Great, great family. So go see these guys. Appreciate you. We are also brought to you by Matt Brewer. Matt is an attorney here in town at the law offices of Stephen Kelly. Matt exclusively practices in the areas of personal injury and workers' compensation. He can be reached at 217-544-8000 or mbrewer at stephenkelly.com. I loved competing against this guy growing up. He was an SHG grad, 2002, stud in football and baseball, went on to star for Dan Callahan at SIU Carbondale, and then had a one-year career pitching in the Diamondbacks organization. I ran into this guy the other day. He looks like he could still lace them up. We appreciate you, Matt. We are also brought to you by Cardinal Cleaning. They can be reached at cardinalcleaningonline.com and 217-679-6567. The owner-operator, Adam Springer, local baseball dude, family friend, stand out at Chatham Glenwood. In the mid-90s, also had a stellar career at Rend Lake in Kentucky Wesleyan. Cardinal Cleaning can take care of any cleaning needs you have. Home, business, restaurant, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. Whatever you need, they can take care of you. Get a hold of Cardinal Cleaning. They'll do the rest. Dusty Bensko, we are back. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. This is the Post Game Spread Podcast. It's the same night. I just broke it up for the sake of we were getting about two hours here, so we're going to to finish off here the second part here with Dusty Bensco. He just finished his senior year of uh, at U of I, absolutely balled out, had the kind of year that you know one would expect of, of Dusty Bensco if you knew him growing up. Um, we are a senior, so not exactly put into the uh, – the best place leverage wise when it comes to draft, when it comes to money teams know they can get you for pennies on the dollar because you have no other options. What, uh, what, what's going on after that season? Are, are you being talked to during the season by scouts? Are they telling you things what's going on here, bud?
1: So I had some communication with some teams, some teams, uh, like gave me some target rounds, like 20 to 30, 10 to 20. Uh, and it was just, so I felt like I was going to get drafted and I, uh, once again, kind of like high school expected, I was going to get drafted, mm-hmm. but had, I had a little bit more of a sense that I would this time. And I did, I thought it would be late. One of the later rounds, you know, now I have way less rounds back then. I think there was like 50 rounds. So there were, yeah. I, I thought at some point like, all right, I'm going to get picked. I, sure, I was offered a contract. I own I played better. So I would assume, um, you know, and like, signability isn't really a question like i've got nothing else to do so like right. you said that that hurts you like how much money you're gonna get yeah but, but it helps be. you with like i'm gonna sign so
0: right
1: um and then it was part of two like there's just something like about getting drafted that i really wanted to I don't know if it was like checking a box like totally but i think th- i think yeah. that was part of why i went back to like um I just wanted to be drafted for whatever yeah. reason. It's something yeah, I, I always dreamed of and something I wanted. I saw guys around me growing up, the great players around here do it. And it's just something it's that I was hoping to journey. do. Yeah, yeah, it is. Little... And something I something I wanted. So um, I thought I and then I thought I would be. And then different plans.
0: Yeah. So it, the, the draft comes and goes. Are you I mean, how are we feeling? I mean, are you feeling snubbed or is your is your heartbroken at this point? what how are we feeling?
1: Yeah, disappointed. I I never like uh, even high school. Cal, I never felt snubbed. I you know. I it's just not. I don't know. I I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I could play at that level, but you know, I like I played or knew some guys that were like a little bit bitter about not getting their chance. So so it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, and it was something that I always wanted to make sure that I never was like if I got my chance, I was going to go for it. If I didn't get it. Um, I would definitely be disappointed, but sure. never going to be like, oh, they didn't like this. Or, they, if, you know, if I would have done this, they would have. So I always tried to stay away from that. But I was 100% like, you know, disappointed. Uh, yeah. And like for me, like that was it. I was, I was done. So I was, I was done. So. And then I remember I went to my sister's softball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was probably 12, so I'm 10 years old than her. She was playing some softball, Josie, and I got a phone call at the game from the Minnesota Twins to sign a free agent contract,
0: so. How, how was, are you feeling when you get that call, bud?
1: Oh, dude, so pumped up. I was like, I'll pay, <laughs> I'll pay you guys to come play. I'll pay for my own, I'll pay for my own plane ticket. I'll, yeah. I'll do whatever it takes, so. Yeah, I was thrilled just to get the chance and have the opportunity because, um, like I said, I was really done. It was like just disappointment after disappointment with like um, and not meeting my own expectation for myself. So I was just kind of over it in all honesty, and I'm yeah. just gonna just just be done after college, which is fine. Sure. Um, but which is fine. But so I'm happy that I got the call and got that chance. Yeah, the dream gets to continue here. So the Twins call yeah. you.
0: They they offer you a free agent deal. Is there any money, or you just sign it?
1: I turned twenty five thousand dollars, Blake, into five hundred dollars. So. <laughs> like, is that good investment? I'm a PE teacher, so help me out, Like Is it was the, that, did I do well on my investment there? Terrific, I bet on man. I bet on myself. Did I win? <laughs> no, no, but yeah, that's what it was. So and listen, I would like I said I would have paid them so five hundred dollars. I think I sure. still have. A, I think it cleared like two hundred and seventy-one dollars <laughs> sure. after taxes, something like that. Okay, so are they?
0: Are, so they're signing you. Are they? Are they sending you right away?
1: Yeah. So I go straight. Uh, so I sign, and they fly me down to Florida, uh, to Fort Myers with extended spring training. That's oh, so, cool. cool. Yeah. So we're I'm down there with guys that are waiting for rookie ball to start. Like all yeah. the low A, low A yeah. through AAA guys are gone. So I'm down there with guys that have been there since like March. And they're yeah. just hating hating their life down there. Yeah, that can be baseball uh,
0: purgatory for guys that don't. Oh know
1: man, it. it's it's a grind down there. It was so we went for like ten days before they sent us to our locations, and it's uh-huh. you know it's hundred and ten degrees. You're outside all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went down there, and then uh, you know you work out, kind of feel out the system. They meet you meet your coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And then you get on a bus and they drive you to your to your level. And I went to uh, so there's there was rookie ball in Fort Myers, but I went to the to rookie ball in the Appalachian League in Elizabeth Tennessee. Yep, I see that so, right here. Yep. Yeah, so that's where I I got to go. Uh, so I played with a a few big. Matt Garza was on that team. I saw that a yeah. big league pitcher. So he signed for a little bit more than I did. He was a first round pick. So. <laughs> Just a little bit of separation or signing bonus. Uh, Very, I told yeah. him he'd he'd have to buy if we ever went out, so it wasn't gonna be me.
0: Yeah, no, we, we had like yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, no just, you gonna, go. No, please roll. I was just gonna say, what was your experience in rookie ball, man? Just your first pro yeah. ball. Like t- take me there. Let's go.
1: Yeah, it, you know what's crazy is uh like there's some there's some dudes out there, but it, like rookie ball really had like that college summer league feel to it. So. Okay. It was like uh, not saying that rookie ball is easy. I'm not saying that because like my stats will show it wasn't easy, but it's mm-hmm. just got that same vibe to it. You got some guys are with host families. Um I was an older, you know, I'm playing with guys that are from the Dominican Republic and they're 16 and yeah, an 18 year old high school kid. So I'm 22. So I'm I'm like the grandpa of the team. So right. Um, me and a few of the other older guys, we got an apartment. But a lot of those younger guys are staying with host families, and so it's really similar to to college baseball. And you're traveling in this local area of like East Tennessee, North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, you know. And like I've always been a fan of baseball, so it was actually fun for me to be like, "Oh, this guy's the first round pick for the Astros this year." Sure. Let's, and you know, I'm playing against them, and yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was it was a fun season. We actually won. Uh, the app, the league, uh, we had a a good team like four or five of our pitchers, major leagues at some point. With Matt Garza being the best, Matt Garza being the best one, but there were some other guys, um, that were really good. Our position guys, I don't think any of them made it to the major leagues, but some good players though, for sure. Let's see, I'm looking at
0: the roster here. Uh, Kevin Slowly, Johan Pino, yeah, yeah, Brian, how are we saying this? And- Dun,
1: uh, Dunsing.
0: Yep. Armando Gabino. Yep. And Matt Garza all played in the show. So five pitchers yeah, on that crazy roster Made it to the show. Yep. That is crazy, man. And, and then, you know, you kind of downplayed your stats, but I'm looking here. I mean, I think it's a, it's a solid year. Uh, 38 games, 122 at-bats, six bombs, seven doubles, Uh, batted 270 here, you know, slugged 475. I mean. 816 OPS. I mean, you certainly looked like you belonged, at least from the stats.
1: Yeah, yeah, I felt I felt like I did too. Of course, like being older helped me. Um, I think I think that definitely helped. Uh, And then, like one of my best friends uh, from college, Toby Gardenhire,
0: whose dad is uh,
1: yeah. So he 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 played on my team and uh, had had, was a great teammate, and just uh, we lived together, spring training together the next spring, so. Yeah, I felt like I could play at that level. Uh, sure. And it was a good a good summer. So, And what what's one thing that's nice that the Twins did in rookie ball was, uh, like, they gave me a chance to play. You know, that's like, I feel like I got to play a lot, especially as a free agent signing. You know, I've got, like, a second-round draft pick on my team, and I'm getting his, uh, you know, maybe just 20 less at-bats than him. So that's something that I uh, – really valued with the twins that that they did and my manager did, um, which I really appreciated because a lot of, not everybody's going to get that chance. Uh,
0: so I'm happy. I got it. All right, man. So solid. Really? I think a solid first year. And, and it's really not uncommon for guys to come in, in their first year in pro ball and really scuffle with the, uh, you know, switching to wood bats and seeing, you know, more explosive pitching and velocity and movement, but you really hung, hung in there and did well and showed you belonged. What does the offseason look like for you after after your first year in pro ball?
1: Yeah, sure. So I come home. Uh, well, I've got to go back to school to do my uh, internship for my degree. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, living in Champaign, working out with the baseball team, lifting with the baseball team. Cool. Um, And then my uh, doing my internship. And then I come back in December and uh, start to hit at the hitting center um, with Clive Oliver. You know Clive at all? course yeah uh he really helped me that off season and worked with me um just working on my swing to kind of take it to the next level and was there any really was there
0: anything inspe- or specifically that you felt like you needed to work on hitting wise after that first year
1: yeah for me staying like just using my lower half a little bit better um and just like getting the the lower half to work before my hands a little bit just a, okay. just a little bit. So it was something that Clive really worked on me with and made me I felt like I was in a good spot um, heading into spring training. So I'd work at the hitting center and then they'd let me come in early and hit and uh, cool. really took care of me, which yeah. uh, was good. And he was a good dude to me. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I mean, so we're, we're working out. We're getting ready. Our second year in pro ball. This is going to be your first like true kind of spring training. Right. Yep. First free. Yeah, yeah, because you went to extended. So year I just
1: went to, ex- yeah, so like I was kind of in a bubble. I went to extended, then I went straight to rookie ball with just my 25 guys. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of in this bubble, um, that you don't really know what pro ball really is until you sure. step out on the field for spring training that, that first day, and it's a uh, can be a
0: rude awakening. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'd love, I'd love to hear about your first spring training what that experience. Yeah,
1: them. sure. Sure. So, you know, like, man, it's a rude awakening. So you, so yeah, I, I was in my, I was in my bubble of uh, spring training, you know, of a uh, rookie ball with my guys and we yeah. all go down to spring training. And then you walk on the field for spring training the first day and there's 150 guys out there and you're yeah. like, what the hell? Who are all these guys? What happened to my 25 teammates? And you know, and I'm seeing these 16 year old kids that are hitting the ball 450 feet, and like, I'm not joking, Blake. Like, I told you, like, I had some self doubt, but I always had hope. Like, all right, I got a shot. Yeah, I, I can still maybe make it. Spring training, uh, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I don't. Maybe <laughs> like, I don't. Just it was just it was just a different level. So you're just I kind so of, talent. Yeah, I kind of felt what was coming. I was old. You know, I was yeah. by that time 23, maybe going to go to low A. So you just yeah. kind of see, like,
0: I right look around. I wall. don't see,
1: I don't, yeah, I don't see anybody with my story. I don't see any, you know, 23 year old low A players. Like, could it happen, of course, but, you know, you kind of see the writing on the wall. Yeah. But uh, spring training, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I've got some, I've got, I've got Ruben Sierra played with us one time. Oh, cool. He did it for us every inning so so (laughs) every every inning that man batted third so he went like you know i got one at bat ruben sierra is like three for nine (laughs) Uh, then i i played first base one inning for uh joe nathan was the closer so like all-star closer joe nathan you
0: know
1: uh, my dad's at the game talking to Joe Nathan's wife and he and my dad's asking her where did your husband play last year you know she goes Min-, she goes Minnesota he goes I know they're all of the twins where did he play like you know rookie ball she's like Minnesota and he like walked away in frustration <laughs> and then after the game I was like that's that's the closers the all-star MLB yeah. closers wife so he was He's so mad at her yeah. I'm like, he's doing okay. And he actually didn't play in Minnesota last year. So yeah, but yeah, it was, it was cool. Like it just, uh, you know, it just, it shows you the talent that's out there. Yeah. Like uh, being a guy that wanted to coach too. Like I, I like, like learning about the drills and what spring training is and kind of that stuff just to kind of take with me and yeah. um, learn, you know, what, learn what, from some of those coaches.
0: Has coaching has that always been on your radar? About something you you'd want to do later on in life?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it was always it's why I uh, wanted to teach was to mm-hmm. to just to continue to help kids and to to coach. So yeah. I always made sure when I was playing to you know, and I think part of it too is I played for great coaches. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my my dad and his friends gave a ton of time to us. Coach Greer, Coach Cameron. Coach Watson, my coaches at Illinois um, worked their butt off. And, you know, playing for good coaches makes you want to stay involved. So um, no, it was well something said. I paid attention to, well especially said. in that in that spring training. Uh, just paying attention to, to what they're doing, how they're running the practice. Sure. Uh, just so I could take it with me as I uh, moved out of baseball. Yeah. Beautiful. So did we
0: make it out of spring training?
1: Oh, no. It's a great no. story. Let's go. I'm not gonna tell the full story on the podcast. I'll tell okay. the full story in person. But uh, okay. I'm all, so yeah. So I got re- I got released the last day of spring training. Oh man. All all my bags and everything were on the bus to go to Wisconsin. So I had oh, a, like no I got yeah, it was rough. I got called in, got released, had to go on, get my stuff off the bus, and then come back in. So there's just no easy way to do it, you there's know. There's not, no man. And it's not. It wasn't just. It yeah. It was. It hurt, and uh, yeah, it sucked. But but like lots of guys had gone through it too, and you see them go through it. And like when it happened to me, it was in the evening, and like my my teammates were. So I had to go back to the hotel, and I didn't get to fly out till that morning. Mm -hmm. So my teammates were. You know, the guys in the organization were so good to me. You know, and were. They made a terrible moment, a moment that I'll remember just with how, oh. how good of people they were so yeah um, but yeah, it sucked, but it happens so it does uh, it was hard like I, I kept it together till I called my my dad and told him yeah. that I got released, and that's when I oh yeah I, lo- it, I lost it because that's I, like the dream the dream is dead right there, you know yep, what I mean it is so yeah. it, you just feel like it's dead, so it was tough.
0: I, I totally get it, man. I, I got released a few times in any ball, and it was absolutely heartbreaking. And just getting that yeah. call, like, Skip wants to see you. You're like, oh, no. It's <laughs> well, yeah. not going to go It's well.
1: like I looked at my buddy, I go, I don't think they're promoting me to, to the big leagues. So this can't <laughs> be good. If they want to talk to me, it's not a promotion.
0: <laughs> All right, man. So you have been Dusty Bensco, the you know world beater baseball player your whole life. Now it's looking like things are changing. How, how are we feeling, man? It's, it's, I mean, I imagine, for me at least, baseball was my identity. It was who I was. And it was very hard for me when it was over. And uh, I had to kind of pick up pieces and figure out who I was. And what was that experience like for you? I, I know it's not totally the end because we get we got a little indie ball still to yeah. talk about. But um, how are you feeling after this, man? What, what were you thinking?
1: Yeah, man. I Like, you nailed it, just what you said. It's like, it's such a party. It's who you are. Deeply, and like for me, and then for me too, a little bit before, it's also like what others expect you to be too. So that plays a part in it too. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. you know, if you let of, down.
1: Like I was, like to me, I was supposed to be a major leaguer from Pleasant Plains, the yeah. only one ever. And you kind, like I just, I just felt like I let people down. Everybody, like my mom, yeah. my dad, friends, Coach Greer. Mm-hmm. Like even though. As a forty-year-old, I know I didn't, right? But I just felt I felt like I did, and um, I totally that was it. actually the harder a harder part for me. Like I can handle me, I can handle, but it's how I felt like yeah. I was just letting some others down. But yeah, sure. and, and, and it's then like it's every, like
0: everyone supported you, and you know your whole career, yeah. and like it was about Dusty Bensco getting to the next level. You know, Dusty Bensco is going to be a big leaguer. Yep, and then, and it yeah. was hard,
1: but you know, and then it's was too. It was like I am baseball player that's what i do and it's like you know now what who am i now right, right. seriously it's like yeah, every I mean, like yeah. everything i did in my life was to to, to try to be a, a yeah. big league baseball player and yeah. i mean i wasn't anywhere close to accomplishing it but you're still trying to so it's kind of like what do i do now so yeah right. you nailed it's, it it's,
0: it's the it's the process it's you're, you're lifting you're, you're reading you're yeah. trying to be a better baseball player you're not making stupid decisions because you want to play baseball all these things and now it's yeah like, Now, what do I do? Yep. So, what do you do? Yeah. So,
1: I'm like, I'm not done. I'm an, I I remember, man, I cold called, I think, every major league team. I didn't have an agent. You know, when you sign for 500 bucks, nobody's asking to be your agent. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, nobody wants 40 percent of that.
1: (laughs) No, right. Like, if you're a guy that gets drafted in the fifth round, you know, you've got an agent and your agent's calling the Cubs and the A's. So, I, so the Twins, like, this is so ridiculously old school. Like when they released me, they handed me a list of everyone, every MLB team and their front office number. Really? So I called every, I yeah, it was so crazy now that I think about it. I called everyone on that list. No one, you know, no interest because like yeah. when you get released, the last day is not not that they'd have had interest in me anyways. But the, when you, there's not a worse day to get released than the last. Yeah, days all the, rosters training. Are set. Yeah,
0: the are roster set, yeah. Every roster set.
1: So not and like I said, not that I would have had a roster spot anyways. Uh, yeah, so. And then I'm like, all right, I, what's next? So I'm like, I'm going to play independent ball. Mm-hmm. I want to play. Um, I want to keep playing. You know, there's I still have a, that little hope, like, all right, I can go there. I can do this. I can get back. Yeah. I want to still play. Oh, that's um, so one of my buddies that I played with for the Twins, he also um, got released. And then he ha- uh, knew a guy out in uh, – God, the American Association, maybe I can't remember what league it was. Yeah, for uh,
0: are you talking about the league that you were in?
1: Yes, I can't K-N-M. even remember. Can Am, the Can Am League, and it was with yeah. the North Shore team, and they were really good. Beautiful turf field, uh, great owner, great coach. Um, and so I went to spring training. with So I got released, had like a month, went to spring training with them, mm-hmm. um, played a few exhibition games. Didn't play the first game, sat the uh, pinch hit, got hit by a pitch, and then I just was like in the dugout, and I'm like, I'm done. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Really? Um,
0: so I was. Yeah, I, got I was like, pa- I I gotta some, pause you real I'm like, quick. let me pause you real quick, because Greer specifically said for me to ask you about this. He said, ask Dusty yeah. about his last at bat.
1: So yeah, here, here we are. No, no, yeah. I think it was bases loaded. I come in and I pinch hit off the bench and I just get, I get drilled right in the, right in my left tricep, jog down to first base and that's it. I never got hit much as a player. It might have been like my only hit by pitch God. in like three years. So really, but it, yeah. And then I, I come, I get after the game and I'm, I don't know why. I'm just like, I just knew like, I don't know. Like I know some guys, um, like I've had some buddies that, that, it, it, they never had like that moment. But for yeah. me, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I've, I've chased it for a little bit. Um, I think, I think it was like, it was a relief to be done too. Like, oh, I just yeah. kind of got, I like, got, I like, got it. Like, like all right, it, like, I'm, it's off my chest. I've done it. Yeah. I don't have to worry about being that guy for anybody or for myself. I'm, I'm done and it's over. And it's like, I had a great run and, but it was still yeah. hard. It was still hard to get to move on from it for sure. Because like we talked about, like that's all I knew yeah. from the time I was six until the time I was twenty three. That's what I was going to be.
0: That so sounds like so so mature of you to have this perspective in this moment. That hey, I've, I've had enough, and I'm am over this 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 pressure, and it's not taking me where I where I think I used you know it's not taking me to the big leagues. And you were able to walk away. And did you feel okay in that moment?
1: I did, walk yeah. Away
0: from the game, yeah.
1: I did, yeah. I mean, it just felt like it was the right time. Like um, to me, I just felt like I wanted to play major league baseball, and yeah. like what I was doing right there wasn't going to get me there. So I was ready to move on, and just kind of it really was like a relief to be done. Yeah. As weird as that says, like, I know I um, totally get it. I just kind of did it, and for me, and it was—it felt I was ready, at peace. Yes, It cool. took a while. Come on, I it bet. took a oh, while, man. but but oh, but man. but you yeah. know that was that was the moment that like started me towards it. You know, so
0: yeah. So I got to ask you one question. I found one blip on uh, on the internet when mm. I was deep deep diving that said, uh, "Were you signed with the Windy City Thunderbolts in 2007 for like a second? But you never played. I field. was. Like, they have I didn't play. Yeah. I, they probably still they...
1: do. I'm... <laughs> uh, another, no, no. I think it was another buddy that, w- that was like, asked me if I was interested in playing mm-hmm. and I was like, let's all sign. And then let's see how, see how That's it goes just... in the spring, how in the spring. And then I just, I think I had just finished up my teaching and was going to student teach. So I just, I, so I went back to school I got my first degree in sport management went back to become a teacher mm-hmm. um, and then I was like all right I'm not gonna do it but I think that yeah. I'd signed with them just a uh, uh, contract but never sure. played again
0: okay man baseball is over no, I just... great. dusty Bensko. crazy man all right so then yeah from from here you're you're pursuing like you just said your your, your teaching certificate you're gonna be a teacher Is that, is that accurate yep I yeah so I went, know, I'm gonna Teaching coach, teaching coach. No, go ahead. You did. You coached for the sliders for a summer.
1: I did. It was great. Yeah. So I went. So I, I graduated from Illinois teaching certificate at Western Illinois. So I would have I had the summer off, um, and the slide the rifles had just transitioned to being the sliders. Right. So I just re- I just emailed the coach uh, Ryan Sawyer's and I said, Hey, uh, I played baseball in college. I'm interested in coaching this summer. I don't need to I don't need to make very much money at all. I want to be around the game. I want mm-hmm. to be a high school coach. I think this is a great opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and he I don't know why. <laughs> so he just hired me. Um yeah. and I had a great summer. I mean, I don't know if you were around the rifles at all that summer. They were or the sliders. They sell out crowds, unbelievable atmosphere for Springfield baseball. The team was great, um, won the league, good, good sure. players to cheer for. So it was, uh, it was great to get back in the game in that way and see those guys like chasing what I was chasing just a couple yeah. of years prior um, I know. And, so and, you know, I, I kind of this...
0: help them out a little bit. Yeah. I, I read this article on you about when you were on the sliders and you were only a year or two older than these, some of these guys, weren't you?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep not far So removed. I was so, yeah I, I think yeah. I was yeah so I think I was maybe 24 and you know these guys are 19 to 22 so uh I really it was good for me to to just kind of get back in the game and like you know you leave baseball sometimes you're a little mad at it 100 percent. I, I went you wanted myself. to you're you know mad at myself but I'm also like I'm over baseball when and then as you ma- me as I matured and got a little bit older like that was kind of like the first step towards it like all right I do love this game and I always will yeah I yeah. was mad at, I was mad at it for a little bit but yeah. um we'll get back so that, that was what was really sliders and like I, I said that. Ryan Sawyers man hired me and really uh took me under his wing as a coach and it was a fun fun
0: summer that's I love it man I love that you've come full circle and now you're you were coaching high school for a while and now you're, you're coaching your little girls and staying involved in the game in some capacity. It's uh, such a magical game, man. It helped, you know, grow us up and teach us all these lessons along the way. And, you know, it, it really sounds like looking back that you can smile on a lot of these moments that you had on your career and all these like really special moments that you had. And that makes me happy. I had no idea where you were at with any of this. I didn't know if Dusty Bensco was bitter at baseball or how you look back on this, but it's, so in line with how everyone talked about you and how mature you are. And uh, I it, it makes me happy just that you have all these great memories of baseball and all this, this coming up and your planes and all that. It's really cool, man. I love it.
1: Yeah. Thanks. It was nice talking about it. I've never talked about it ever. Just small
0: pieces. So right. Um, so, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, so I, I had the opportunity to go on a buddy's podcast and tell my story. I had a kind of very winding story and it was very, cathartic for me and it was nice to get some of these memories out and kind of like really look back on it and smile and that kind of was one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast and I just I think there's a lot of life lessons that baseball teaches you along the way as well so um, I've got a I'd like to get to a, a fun thing here some questions here for a sec some fun baseball questions but I totally skipped over all my Joey Albsmeier quotes, and I'm not going to let this podcast. Let's end hear him, me. yeah, dude. <laughs> he absolutely killed it, Joey. Is, I'm going to have him on as like a uh, like a guest at some point, but uh, nice. All right, man, Joey really. Um, yeah, you got a big fan in Joey. Uh, here we go. Uh, he said we we really caught lightning in a bottle as that group out there in Plains. They're talking about your the talent. He said you guys grew up riding bikes, playing sports together, and everyone was very close. Everyone's house was close. Dusty was the biggest, the best, but also the hardest worker. And he pushed everyone else to be great. So there's a lot of quotes here. So just buckle up. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you had to keep up. He set the tone in, and he set the tone in pace of practice. And I really thought that was cool because he talked about how much of a leader you were. And like you, you were, you led in a way like you weren't a jerk, but you certainly set the tone and everyone knew what they had to, to keep up with to, you know, Obviously, push winning forward, and you just really set the pace there. Uh, say comparable to Michael Jordan in the Last Dance, in the Last Dance, in terms of his will to win. But he said you weren't like a sociopath like MJ. You did it in an inappropriate ways. <laughs> so, quite the nod. Uh, he yeah. said we were all there to win, and it started with him. Let's see. As kids, Dusty was the first one who was practicing and working, while the rest of us were throwing rocks and being kids. <laughs> That one made me chuckle. He said, uh, Yeah. (laughs) He said you you had a pitching rubber in your backyard and you were always on it. Um, So it was really easy. Yeah. So it was really easy to take for granted how dominant you were. Um, It seemed like every game you went four for four with four doubles, and that's just the way it was. But looking back now, you know, he sees how special it was. Um, Dusty was huge on prep work and would organize all the other players on the team for like little informal practices before games and stuff like that. That was, I thought that was really cool to hear. He was the hardest worker, but not in a selfish way. It was all about the team. Winning was everything. And that goes so in line with everything that you've said here today, Dusty. Like you keep referencing back to your team and winning and culture and um, pretty cool, man. Um, That was one other thing I wanted to say after. So I already had a ton of respect for you. Uh, you know as as a person and as a uh, as a baseball player before i you know did all these interviews and really kind of looked deeply into your career and i have 10 times more respect for you now after talking to all these people and talking to you man you were just a stand up guy through and through a, a winner a champion all the way through and uh it's been really special for me to to talk to you here and
1: and go through your career with you bud thanks Blake i appreciate you i had a yeah. A lot of fun doing it, man. It's uh, a lot of good people, and I really appreciate you doing this and uh, taking the time. And I look forward to hearing everybody else you have on too. So it's yeah, a, a great thing you're doing for everybody. Well, thanks, buddy.
0: I've got a couple more Joey Alves Michael
1: quotes. Let's <laughs> hear it. Let's real. hear it. All right,
0: <laughs> Dusty always. I'm found ready. A way to mo- <laughs> Dusty always found a way to motivate himself, like Michael Jordan. He would set. Uh, he would create slights or reasons to focus on other players on other teams that you didn't like, like. Even if it wasn't, if there was nothing there, you would create something. Kind of like we saw MJ do, just to motivate yourself. Um, it cannot be over. It cannot be overstated how dominant he was uh, from start to finish, just doing things others couldn't do. We were all in awe. All, uh, all in awe. He said something that most people wouldn't know is that you were at times the fastest guy on the basketball team, and that was really kind of a testament to you. You know, rebuilding your body and really committing to. You know, conditioning and your and your diet. And uh he said following him made us all better. So that's the end of my Joey Albsmeier quotes there. You got a big fan of Joey. I'm a big fan of Joey as well. Now let me too. Good yeah. good right. person. Yeah. So before we get into the baseball questions, can you tell us a little bit about what life is like now for Dusty Bensco?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm uh living in Chicago with my wife Leanne. Uh, I teach PE and driver's ed at Evanston Township High School. Um, my what? wife, uh, she's a pediatrician at Northwestern mm-hmm. Children's Practice in the city. And then I've got a, a 10-year-old daughter in fourth grade, Ella, a seven-year-old first grader, Ruthie, three-year-old, Kate. And uh, like I said, I coach Ella and Ruthie softball and basketball. And so I transitioned from coaching other people's kids to coaching my own kids right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then
1: I'm going to transition, transition back to coaching other people's uh, hopefully one day soon.
0: Is, is that the plan when, when the girls grow up a little bit?
1: Yeah, once they get a little bit older, uh, I'll go back to coaching some high school
0: baseball. That's the plan. Yeah, I love it, man. All right. We're going to end with some fun baseball questions. We've been through all the hard stuff. Uh, I've already asked you, what is the best baseball movie of all time? You said, Field of dreams. Number two, what is the best baseball video game of all time? If you played baseball video oh. games growing up. RBI baseball. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Buddy. On the Nintendo, the original.
1: <laughs> I, if I didn't, I was always the AL. If I didn't hit a home run with Tim Raines, I would reset the Nintendo and start the game over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is amazing. Yep. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, your favorite bat of all time, both metal and wood. Model,
1: make. Oh, uh, the so Easton Red Line. Thirty-four twenty-nine. Oh, baby,
0: the, the negative five big barrels.
1: Oh, man, those bats could do some damage. And then my uh, – the wood bat for me is uh, just Louisville Slugger T-141. Unfinished. I like
0: T-141s too, buddy. Yeah. That, that nice was my balance. favorite. I, I just
1: like that – yes, it was balanced.
0: So yep. I choked up – I would choke up. Uh, I really like that bat though. That's awesome. All right. Favorite field or couple fields that you ever played at? Whew.
1: Man, that's a tough
0: one. Whew.
1: I played uh, in Battle Creek, Michigan at their minor league field when we were with the Statesmen. We were probably 14, 15. It was probably just like a low-A field, but it was one of the first fields like that um, that we ever played on in Battle Creek. And then uh, at Mississippi State. Like, not the field isn't incredible or it's well-kept, but just that atmosphere. Yeah. You know, they're grilling in the bat in the left field. Uh, yeah. they took my mom and sister, they invited my mom and sister out with them when they were grilling. So, those two are probably the best experiences. Um, with fields, I love it. All right,
0: best teammate.
1: Oh man, a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Pass, pass,
0: funniest teammate. That is hilarious. I was going to say Joey is my funniest teammate of all. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he's hilarious, and he still is. He still absolutely
0: is. I need to give him credit on this show because I have bounced so many ideas off him, and he's been there just like listening to me since I started this. So shout out Joey. You've got a fan in both of us. Yep. All right. Most talented guy you ever played with.
1: Man. These are so hard. P.J. Finnegan?
0: There we go. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Just like
1: he could just – no, no, yeah. Missouri Valley Conference, shortstop, first team. Missouri Valley Conference, pitcher. So, like, just – and another great guy, too. So, a lot of – but hard worker and just – oh, yeah. Could play.
0: I've got P.J. lined up to come on here at some point as well. So, I'm really excited about that. Nice, yeah. That'll be a great one. Oh yeah, all right, man. I guess I am giving you hard ones. Sorry. All right. No, no, play. it's okay. One or two of your favorite coaches or managers you ever played for?
1: Yeah, for me, it's uh, Coach Greer. Sure. And then, uh, man, man, another baseball coach. I liked. Uh, I really enjoyed my time with Kyle Di Eduardo. So he was my coach in Alaska when I was terrible, and then asked me to come back. Uh, <laughs> but he's. He's – uh, he just had my – he would just have your back. He was yeah. a good a, a good coach. He doesn't coach anymore. He went to, like, insurance. So, it's a shame because he was a great coach too.
0: Lost a good one. Yeah. All right. What age would you say you fell in love with the game of baseball at?
1: Whew. Man,
0: young. Four or five. Uh, so, yeah. I remember, yeah,
1: throwing to my dad in the yard when I was, like, four or five thinking I was Roger Clemens. So, that's, like, my first memory. So
0: And you're, are you a big Cubs guy is that what you said?
1: Cubs, yeah, Cubs fan.
0: So, who are who are a couple of your favorite players coming up?
1: Uh, Mark Grace, oh, Ryan yeah. Sandberg, yeah, uh, like that was my wheelhouse time. So, my mom's license Classic. plate is actually is actually Rhino twenty three.
0: Is it That's really your
1: license? Yeah, R Y N O twenty three. Yeah, I love that. So big Cubs right. family in our house.
0: Love it. What's uh, you ever make it out to any games?
1: Yeah, we live uh, a walk to Wrigley. Oh wow. So yeah, we live really we live so I I tell my girls all the time like if you knew how awesome 10-year-old me would have thought it was to live a mile right. from Wrigley Field. Like <laughs> to me Wrigley Field was like, you know, yeah, this place the, the castle that you couldn't get to and like for my kids it's just oh we're walking by Wrigley today. It's a different yeah. life. So <laughs> yeah, we we go we go a few times a year. So That's cool. My mom and sister and dad'll come up cuz they're all big Cubs fans and we'll normally go to a game. Or- a few games.
0: All right. Most. All right. What was the best or most fun year you had in baseball?
1: Uh, for me, two thousand, just uh, yeah. winning the state championship in high school. Just, yeah, magical. like I said, just, just, yeah, it was magical. Like we had no business winning that game in that inning, and it was with my buddies that I've known for
0: forever. So that was it. All right. Hardest year in baseball.
1: probably 2002, my freshman year, just, you know, some of the struggles I've talked time, really, mm-hmm. uh, and just doubt, doubt myself. So that was a really, really hard year. Got it.
0: All right. Most memorable game you ever played in or best game of your life?
1: at the 2000 state championship game. Uh, yeah. Just like that, that game was so incredible that being down Coming back, uh, doing it against a team that was so so good, finding a way to get a few outs. But like I said, if I could just play one inning over and over again, it would be that inning in that game.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. and I struck All out right. in it,
1: and I struck out in it. So
0: I know that is that's ironic. All right, uh, did you have any pregame rituals or superstitions that were interesting?
1: Oh man, not. I mean, I had a Snickers and Mountain Dew before every game in high school, which might explain why I weighed 230, 240. <laughs> uh, but in uh, in college, I would like uh, – on our last sprint, I'd run in the outfield. For some reason, I would slide. I think the one game I tripped and like had to slide and we won. So I'm like, I'm sliding every game. And then, you know how it is. You get hot and, you'd, and then – so that was, that was it. Yeah. I'd get a grass stain on my pants.
0: Love it. All right. I've got, a, I said, these were going to be easy questions. And now the more I look at them, some of them are not so easy. Yeah. They're me. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy.
1: No, it's okay. Here.
0: A couple more. I'll let you go. Uh, all right. Is there any advice you would give um, to 12 year old Dusty Bensco? you know, um, fall in love with the game who wants to play as long as they can. and They have dreams of being a pro. Whew.
1: Man, that is hard. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Just pick
0: one or two things. Like, if there's anything that stood out to you, like, man, you know, my, I really wish I had done this or if something that really you think is powerful. Like, you – let's just say, yeah, you yeah. know – right, For on. me, yeah, for
1: me, just uh, – I would just tell that kid to control what he can control because I think, like, when I reflect back on my career, I kind of lost sight of that. That mm-hmm. was out of my hands. I was yeah. worried about um, putting my name in the lineup, you know, things like that. Just – Take care of what you can take care of and always mean, um, this is why I try to teach my kids that I coach, be a great teammate. If, you, oh, if you're it. doing those if you're doing those things, um, you're gonna make some great memories on the field.
0: Ah, that's beautiful, buddy. All right. Amongst your most successful teammates that you played with, I and mean, it could be planes, U of I, Pro Bowl. Are there anything that stands out from the guys that were, you know, moving up? Uh, that were going to be successful, that stands out that was not talent-related in terms of, like, their mentality, you know, habits they did, ways they carried themselves, you know, things like that.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. They were all hard workers. You know, there wasn't one guy that I that I played with that, like, made it to pro ball or made it all the way to the major leagues that wasn't um, putting in extra work more than practice with the team. They were in the cage. You know when other guys weren't, putting in the work. So, um, just that that stood out to me outside of talent. And then, um, you know, kind of it, it's kind of cliche, but they were also all the guys I played with were good teammates and just good people. Yeah. Um, and I know not all guys that make it in any field or a person that makes it in any profession, there's they're not all great. But the guys I played with, I was lucky that they were just good people too. I love that, dude.
0: All right, man. Before we get out of here, is there anyone? This is a kind of a big question too. Along your journey, that you feel like you want you want to shout out and give thanks to along the way that helps you, uh, that you haven't named yet or anything like that, and then and then we'll get out of here, man.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that is a tough one too. You're good at these <laughs> tough questions. I mean, I feel like I I feel like I've named everyone uh, throughout. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. If anyone yeah. is, I missed. I hope. I hope I didn't. So, all coaches, my teammates, yeah, all, so and then the community of Pleasant Plains too played a huge part. And then, yeah, it takes a lot of support. Um, it does. And then, like yeah. to get shout out to all our parents for lugging me around when I had no idea how lucky I was to get lugged around <laughs> and signed <laughs> Man, up for stuff. And goal. now that now that I'm now that I'm doing it, I'm like, holy cow! So yeah, I really appreciate all that, that they did
0: shout out to the parents you guys are the real heroes
1: yeah Definitely. so much sacrifice So yeah well dust you just man, pay this... it you just pay it forward <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the truth this has been so incredible man you really took us on a journey and answered a lot of questions that I've always had about your career and wondered and you had a really special unique athletic career coming up and I you learned a lot about life and told us a lot about life and dropped a lot of knowledge on us and I'm a big believer in there being nothing more valuable than time. So thank you for giving me some of yours and coming on here. And like I said, you were one of the, the, the names that I thought of when I thought of this idea. And I was like, I got to have Dusty go on. He's an absolute legend. And I would love to hear him just talk about his career. I hope that, you know, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, but I know some people are going to love it. And I hope, you know, someday maybe your girls, your family can listen to this and really, you know, it's just an open conversation about everything you went through, man. But thank you for taking us through your journey, your story. You're the man. I appreciate you.
1: All right. I appreciate you, Blake. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right, brother. We will talk soon. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thank you. All right, buddy. We're out. See ya. See ya.